1: We'll
0: Oh, and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio we're on episode 71 and I have a new co-host this week her name is Bex Trista
2: Hi there, I'm Bex Trister. I run a YouTube channel called Trista Bites and generally been involved in all of the comic cons and fun geek things that go on in the UK uh, so it's great to be on here and chat about some of the stuff we've been watching this week. Trista Bites okay, and that's Bites with a Y isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. Computer bite because yeah. I'm extra geeky.
0: <laughs> Good that's what we like um, so uh, you do events and games and that sort of thing, what have you been doing this week?
2: Uh, this week, oh, yeah, I've been on holiday for a little bit so that's been fun uh, there's still been a few bits going up on the YouTube channel which were some of the interviews from MCM uh, Comic Con um, yeah. and those are really good, I got to talk to the guys who make Moon Comic and a load of other <laughs> independent people and That's Steve that Penfold, was, that was very, yes Steve's yes. Been fun. <laughs> he is awesome it was very fun yes. um, and I always see those guys so it's great to to talk to them about how their comic came to be because you know you've got to know how the moon decided to come down to earth each night and solve crime. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just a question you've got to ask. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, he's he's a, a larger than life character, I think it's fair to say that guy. And, and the book's great, it's really funny. So, um, yeah, no, I really like that.
2: Yeah, got to talk to them, got to talk to Simeon Aston, who's the artist from Metal Made Flesh, which is totally in my will, Bart, because it's a it's awesome dark cyberpunk. So, got to talk to those guys as well yes it was just great fun did some shooting for another youtube channel called kai creative as well mcm where basically i seem to have ate a lot of sweets and then we ran around talking to all the cosplayers in the beautiful glorious sunshine that you do not normally get in England.
0: Yeah, no, it was lovely. It was a wonderful weekend, that MCM weekend. I should point out that that's um, part of the reason Bex is on is because we got chatting at Comic-Con. That's basically why you ended up here. So that's where you make
2: all the best friends is Comic-Con. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that, um, going back to, to Steve, uh, the, the moon guy, uh, went to school with Russell Tovey, apparently for, Okay, from being human. I just, to remember because he walked past because they were down there uh, the being human guys were, there, were down there and he walked past and uh, and steve went russell russell and kind of called him over and I was sort of you don't remember me do you and then it suddenly clicked who he was
2: there you go so, one degree of separation between all the cool people yes yeah there you go so um so, yeah. Uh, what what games have you been playing, TV shows you've been watching? It's mostly been TV recently. Um, while I was on holiday, I got to see the end of Person of Interest, for those who have been following that. The final series, the final ever episode has now aired. And yes, it just, it's been one of those series that to start with, when it first started up, it just seemed to be procedural. It just seemed to be quite small. And then it just basically it all just kicked off and it just became warring AIs and it got really, really dark and really clever and intense and everyone in it is just so talented. The writing is so brilliant and I'm kind of quite sad it's over. I won't give away any spoilers, but it does get really seriously epic and they have a proper conclusion to it all because they knew this was the last series that they wanted to tie everything up intentionally and not drag it out and just have, yeah, uh it's it's quite an emotional ride, I have to say. Oh it's, good. Yeah. It's a bit more sentimental at the end than I actually thought it was gonna be. It's good. it's yeah it's quite violent and fun, but it's also it's one of those things where you sort of almost shed a little tear when it's over because you've come to lo- <laughs> like love those characters so much because they're so well rounded in the world they're in the way they're written.
0: It's such a great show. Um, it's it's really fun. I-
2: it's wonderfully multi layered. Uh, it has a lovely layer of complexity to its writing. They don't make the characters black and white. It has all of those things which uh, have become quite missing. I find in a, in a lot of kind of American television, where this it isn't necessarily good guys and bad guys, and there's other things going on that we aren't even seeing. And they start to introduce that a little bit, sort of in the lead up to the end. That there maybe there are other teams, maybe there's other other people doing other things that are running in parallel to this that we've just never seen.
0: Yeah like bit like the, uh, the, the thing in uh, Shaun of the Dead where, where you get the two groups passing each other. <laughs> yes,
2: that is absolutely exactly what happens pretty much. This is a little sidebar in it. there is sort of like, oh, there could be more people. Yeah, uh, And I don't know whether or not that's a hint that maybe one day they'll do a spin-off or something. I don't know. But I just love the fact that they kept the story that broad and they they made it so you could really see a, this real sort of 3D picture of what was going on in their world. Yeah, no, it, it's a great show. I also got to see the first episode of Killjoys while I was away. And that is amazing. I absolutely love it. Again, it is cyberpunk. It is bounty hunters. It is people rampaging around in space doing things they probably shouldn't do.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) It it really, like, the first series blew me away. It was so, so well written. It was so much fun. It had every single thing I wanted to see and never get to see in TV shows in it. And the first episode of the new series, again, I won't spoil it, but it just kicks off. They they are not messing about. They <laughs> just throw you straight back into it and escalate things really really well. Um, and it's it's definitely one that looks like it's just going to keep getting better and better.
0: That's that's got one of the Ashmores in it, hasn't it? I can I, I'm not sure. Which, it's Aaron, I think, that's in that one. The uh, yes, he was the one that was in Warehouse 13 and Smallville. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he's uh, and he has a twin who is in. Um, in the X Men movies, and has been in uh, uh, various other things as well. I always get very confused about which one's which because obviously they look identical.
2: So, yeah, I hadn't even realised there was two of them. Yes, there are two. Of them. <laughs> That's now going to blow my mind slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
0: keep <laughs> on. It's, it's not just he's really prolific. There are actually two of them. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's one way of broadening your career, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, he did a great job in that. So you just hire the... Yeah, you might end up hiring the wrong one,
2: you know, <laughs> by accident. Yeah, he can always be his own stunt devil. Yes. yeah. And uh, speaking of clones... Uh, yes, yes been watching Orphan Black, which is another series I absolutely adore. I'm glad to see that there's so many things that have these sort of cyberpunk elements and these uh, transhumanist elements and things like that, but really was kind of overlooked with science fiction on television before. Mm-hmm. It, everything seemed to focus more around things like your dark matters and your Star Treks and things like that, which are all good. And I do love them, but we're now seeing these far darker dystopian kind of things coming about and, and Orphan Black, the latest series just finished and that was absolutely amazing. I think they've got one more series in it. I think they said they're just going to do one more yeah. series because yeah, it's there. got so big now. Yeah. And I, I, when it first started out, I didn't see how they were going to broaden it to this level. I didn't see how they're going to add this many characters. And every time I've doubted it, they've just turned around and sort of slapped me in the face and sort of gone, nope, we can do that and we can do it better and we can make it darker and we can make it funnier and we can make it more complex and still absolutely work.
0: Yeah. How, how um, uh, Tatiana Malay hasn't won... Uh, like a major award, like an Emmy or something for that yet is beyond me because it's such a phenomenal
2: performance. It's amazing. You forget, you completely and utterly forget that that's one woman doing so many roles, even when you see two of them standing next to each other and you realize they can't be doing that. It just, it doesn't really register. She is such an amazing, talented actress. And if she doesn't start popping up in major Hollywood things, within yeah. months of the last series, I'll, I'll be immensely surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it must be an incredible um, just CV for her. You know, one show where you get to play basically every possible character you can ever want and every variation and accents.
2: And, you know, I mean, it's just just amazing. Just Well, so the funny. fact she can be one character pretending to be a different character. Yes. And yeah. you can still tell yeah. that it's Sarah pretending to be... Uh, someone else it just it it completely boggles the mind the the level of of just her acting level her her amazing skill that she must have to pull that off so flawlessly
0: yeah no it's a phenomenal show absolutely phenomenal show so um uh that's running on netflix at the moment uh over here so yes uh, so yes you can you can pick that up um as it airs in the, as you say, it's just finished actually. So you can now watch all of that on Netflix and the next season will be back on Netflix the day after the American air date as well. So, uh,
2: I cannot wait. I literally cannot wait to see how they're going to finish this and how big this is going to get. For those who haven't started watching it yet, really, really recommend watching it. Yeah. It is something that has had so much love and care and attention put into it. Yeah, it
0: is. It's such an amazing show. I'm yeah. The really fact they've managed
2: cool. to get so much humour into it as well. In something that's yeah. that dark, they've managed to get an amazing amount of humour into it. Yeah,
0: it's very true. Um,
2: so anything else? Anything else this week? Uh, first episode of Dark
0: Matter. Oh, yes. Yes. I I watched that last night. Um, what,
2: what do you think? Dark Matter is one that I have a little bit of trouble with. It feels a little bit like Stargate universe crossed with anything that's about amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> it it has a lot of tropes and a lot of things that we've seen quite a lot before so it's very well put together. Yeah. But I I do have a lot of feelings of deja vu when I'm watching it. They are trying to move it forward with this with the first episode of this series. There's a lot of exposition going on in that first episode though. Yes. They do seem to be trying to I'm assuming they're trying to speed things up a bit. Yeah. And move things along a bit and that's that's presumably a good sign but I do I do have a lot of deja vu when I'm watching it to a lot of Star Trek episodes, a lot of Stargate episodes. It has a lot of those tropes.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's written by the, uh, one of the Stargate guys, um, or it's created by one of the Stargate guys. So, so, that seems quite likely people have compared it to firefly i don't really quite get that and that's very hallowed ground to try and compare it to as well um
2: it's not got the same attitude as firefly it's it's one of those things that people compare it to um farscape and things but again it's not got that same kind of attitude no you kind of you're going along with the characters on this journey and they're all some of them are very very uh, you know, they're very skilled and they're very talented and they're very violent, but at the same time, they're all very, very lost. They all seem sort yeah. of like innocent kind of sheep slightly in some way that you you want to kind of be protective of them. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I do get that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. It's one of those ones that's kind of a slow burn, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those shows, I think, that I think it needed one season to, for them to find their feet a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, they, they're now... Uh, uh, minor spoiler, but they're imprisoned at the start of the second season. So uh, I, I I think maybe that that's an interesting way of splitting up the team and it, it not being quite so contained on that ship and being a kind of, you know, um, monster of the week kind of thing.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of angst going on in the first series as well. Yeah. and I'm hoping that they'll move on a bit from that because when I sort of have a choice of watching Dark Matter or Orphan Black or Killjoys or Person of Interest, something like that, Dark Matter would always be the last one I would put on. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very slick. It's very well produced. But yeah, I think that this series is going to determine whether or not it becomes something amazing or yes. I continue to feel deja vu because there's clearly potential in it. Yeah. And it's just seeing where they're going to go to. And because they have tried to move things forward a lot in this episode, so this episode felt a little bit clumsy to me with the amount of exposition and the amount of people just explaining things to each other. But <laughs> it could be that that means that the next episode, it's all going to kick off and it's just suddenly going to develop.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Quite so it's possibly. definitely one I'm going to stick with a bit longer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I think there's some great sci-fi stuff that comes out of, out of Canada, I think. Um, Cause these, these are both killjoys and this are both, um, Canadian-made shows. Um, yeah. I, there's a certain feel to it as well, uh, like Continuum, which I thought was a great show, but had, it, there's, it, it's got that same kind of vibe to it. I don't know what it is about those Canadian sci-fi shows, but they all feel there is a certain vibe to all of them, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And Continuum was one of those ones that it just didn't really get there for me. I yeah. really liked the idea, but I kept wanting to see the stuff that was in the, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> the bits yeah. I wanted to see really weren't weren't in it anywhere near yeah. as much, as I did, which is why I love something like Killjoys. It's basically all of what I want to see all of the time and nothing else. <laughs> it's like all killer, no filler. It is just absolutely exactly what I want all of the time, uh, sort of one hundred and ten percent.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. Yes, I I watched I. I need to go back to Killjoys because I, I saw the first couple of episodes, I think, and then it, it kind of dropped off my radar. I think what happened, it was another one of those shows that I'd I got them recorded and I, I switched from sky plus to sky q so mm-hmm. lost everything that was recorded on my sky plus box um, no. which was, yeah which was a bit of a nightmare so uh, there's a, there was a number of shows that kind of just disappeared and I, I need to go back and kind of look them up again do you so, go
2: back and watch it because even the episodes in killjoys that look like they were filler episodes originally suddenly turn around and become Pivotal plot points by the end of that series, so you'd ah. see a few things and go, "I'm not really sure that that's important." This episode seemed a bit like it was just there for filler, and it would turn around and be like, "Actually, stuff in that episode is is, is essential to the plot, and suddenly becomes majorly important." It's very, very cleverly written. Okay, it, it really does uh, escalate nicely. Um, Ah, okay
0: yeah that's definitely one i'll go back and and pick up again because i did enjoy the first sort of episode or a couple of episodes that i watched i it was just like i say i think i just lost track of it at some point yeah Um,
2: so so yes anything else anything else this week i've been trying to watch preacher (laughs) i've really really been trying to watch preacher um i love the comic books i read them donkeys years ago and it's a combination, kind of. Of they've they've changed things from the comic books. They've made everyone a bit nicer. Right. Uh, Cassidy and Tulip are amazing, and I wish it was the Cassidy and Tulip show. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like somebody needs to to commission some kind of abridged version. There's, right. There's yeah. so many long establishing beautiful shots and wonderful cinematography that you just sort of spend a lot of the episodes kind of going, can we get to the people now? (laughs) And it's starting to feel like a slog. It's very well put together. It's just, it's really hard to watch. Although I have been told that after kind of episode uh, four or five, it's going to, it's going to speed up quite a lot, but I'm, I'm just, I'm at episode three. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I keep wanting to watch more. Yeah. Mostly to see Tulip and Cassidy, but then going, but that's an hour of my life. (laughs) And It's just, ah, It's one of those ones. It's just quite
0: difficult to watch. Yeah. I I kind of know what you mean. Now I, I hadn't read the comic books, so I had no idea quite what to expect. And I, I was sort of, I mean, the the first problem I had was I was expecting it to be less funny and a lot darker, you know, more kind of in the vein of something like walking dead or, you know, I, I, because it was very difficult to tell, from any of the advertising what sort of show it was so then you watch the first episode and it's very weird (laughs) you know there's all sorts of bizarre things going on you've got Cassidy going off on the airplane and and uh, murdering loads of people and it's it's very strange but it it does sort of draw you in but it is very slow going just Mm. I mean I'm finding that as well I I I, I am I, I sort of want to see more of it and I agree with you, Cassidy's one of the best characters in there.
2: Yeah, there's a scene of Cassidy in the church with a chainsaw. Yes, yes, that's the second
0: um, or third episode, that, yes.
2: Yeah, and and those scenes and the, and the bits with Tulip are just... They're so amazing, but they almost feel like they're being directed by someone else because it's, it's these all these slow shots. yeah. And then suddenly it's sort of like, here's 10 minutes of awesome, amazing, look at that. No, no. Oh, now we're back to somebody slowly walking off into a sunset. And it's like, yes, I know we're in a small sleepy town in America. I got that from the first episode. Can <laughs> you stop showing me establishing shots? It's very pretty. We know that. Can we just have some more plot? And uh, I just wish it was a bit quicker. And I'm very patient with TV shows and I'm very patient in... And I have a love for for beautiful, beautiful cinematography and directing and things. It just feels like they've sort of got a bit carried away with how nice everything looks. Yes. And, yeah. and really what they need to do is, is step it up. And hopefully people have said to me that it will do that after episode four. And it's just getting to that point. Um, and it doesn't help that the, the, the things they've changed from the comic book sort of grate me slightly. Not because, you know, purist comic book, nothing can be changed, but just because <laughs> it's a lot nicer and it's it should be darker and funnier yeah that's the thing the funny bits that we get it should be more of that and the darkness it should be it should just be more than that it just should be leveled up yeah yeah. and they it feels like they're trying to give this story a much stronger moral compass than it should have
0: right yes okay That that's is sense. not
2: that nice his origin story is different and he is they're presenting him too much as someone who's a bit of a tortured soul who wants to make the world a better place and I don't really think that was necessary maybe that's the only way they could get this series made because when they said they were going to make this series I was just thinking how how <laughs> would you possibly make that and maybe this was the only way we could have a preacher show at all in the same way with the sort of like the Lucifer TV series they kind of made it into a procedural cop show and made Lucifer much nicer and yeah. maybe that's the only way these things can get budget to get aired at all but it, it does kind of grate slightly for people that are big fans of the comic book as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, uh, particularly with them being American shows. Um, it, it does make me wonder if you made that sort of show in the UK, you probably would have got away with a lot more because when you're evolving anything to do with religion in America, you have to tread very carefully. <laughs> and So having a having a preacher and having him as an un, really unlikable you know or, or really kind of dark character i think may have caused them problems which is possibly like you say one of the reasons why they changed
2: it yeah it, the u.s is i mean because you've got so many different production companies and channels over in the u.s i mean there are some things that go on in things like supernatural yeah. and you're like i'm surprised they got away with that yeah um, so it is it is very much down to where you're filming it what territory it's being made in and which which channel it's going to go on
0: Yeah, yeah, well that is true. That is true as well. So I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean I'll stick with it. I'm enjoying it as I just as you say, I just think of wish it was speed up a little bit it's it is very yeah. slow at the moment so it um,
2: needs an abridged version this is one of those <laughs> things that there may be some kind of special feature on the dvd or something where you can have the reduce all long establishing shots to just two seconds yeah maybe um because you, you feel like you've got time to get up and put a cup of coffee on or something in the <laughs> time it takes them to show somebody walking up to a house or something yeah um, but it is that like the acting talent and the writing talent it's there yeah it uh, it just hopefully, but like I said, people keep telling me just get to episode four and suddenly it'll be fine. And if that's true, then it's entirely worth it going through the first three, very slow episodes to get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not up to episode four either. So uh, we'll, we'll see when I get there. I need to sit down and watch the rest of it. So (laughs) Um, that it. anything
2: else, anything else this week? Those are the main ones really. Okay. That's that's kept me quite busy and quite happy. Yes.
0: Yes. Good stuff. So, um, the 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 only kind of new thing that I I picked up this week because it suddenly popped up on Netflix was a TV show called Crazy Actor Girlfriend, which is is completely non genre <laughs> um, and and. Uh, it's essentially about a, a girl who lives in New York, is just kind of struggling with her job and her life, bumps into an ex-boyfriend who dumped her when she was at summer camp when she was 17 years old. And... Um, has this idea to say he's moving away back to California. So she basically says, I'm going to throw everything away and move to California, chuck in my high profile um, law job and go and work for this little law firm in, in and follow him there. She's slightly mentally unstable um, and sort of throws all her meds away that also causes her to burst into song at, at at very strange moments. Um, so it's sort of a sitcom slash musical. Um, it's a very odd experience watching, but if you like that sort of thing, it's highly entertaining.
2: (laughs) It's good to see something different being done. It's one of those ones that if you look at the synopsis for it, you're like, I'm not sure how anyone greenlit that. That seems like it's going to offend a lot of people and only appeal to a very small amount of people. But, I, I do. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I've read about it, and it, it is something that, that's very intriguing.
0: Yeah, if you're um, a fan of something like Glee or um, something, or a TV show like Smash when that was on, those sort of things, which are the sort of musical kind of comedies, musical dramas. I mean, it's very much a, a comedy, but it's it's so well put together, and it's weird, um, but quite funny. Uh, I and you you're watching the sort of mental breakdown of of this character um in the middle of of all this kind of craziness that's going on it's it's worth looking up and it's on netflix now the i think the entire first season's on there and i think they're picking up the second season as well when that comes on so uh yeah that's that's kind of the the only real new thing that i've been watching I, i mean i've i've caught up with things like dark matter and uh being been catching up with uh, various tv shows that are coming to an end at the moment um but yeah that that was the sort of one that really stuck out to me um on gaming front this is the other reason why i've been watching a bit less tv is because i started the witcher 3 wild hunt which we were talking about with mike last week um and that is absolutely brilliant i'm so impressed with that game i hated the first two Witcher games I found them difficult to trudge through I found they you know they really struggled with the storyline but The Witcher 3 is so well written and Mike said last week that he thought it was up there with Dragon Age Inquisition and I said that's fighting
2: talk and yeah it's a bold statement that yeah, Witcher 3 is, is pretty immense though yeah and, and it seems to have got a lot bigger all of a sudden yeah
0: I, I, I'm sort of on I kind of agree with him um it's definitely up there. Uh I don't know whether it's quite as good because I sort of prefer the whole Dragon Age sort of storyline and stuff, but in terms of how it's put together, the size of it, it's just enormous. Um you know, the the just purely the area that they cover in the game you
2: can get lost for hours walking around stumbling across enemies that you're really not leveled up enough to go anywhere near (laughs) yes yeah there is quite inviting to just sort of go off and get yourself killed
0: yes (laughs) it's very easy to do that i'm i'm but i've i've been so impressed the voice acting is brilliant the writing is really good um it it, it's put together so well the main plot's good and then there's lots of these little submissions which have this kind of little detective quality quite a lot of them where you've got to use the witcher vision to kind of go and find clues and things which is sort of they seem to have nicked out of the batman arkham games yeah
2: this Um, game's got a lot to answer for now everyone's got that sort of special vision now in their games
0: yeah um so yeah i i'm completely sold on it uh i actually bought it on xbox originally and, and found myself really struggling with the controller uh and I, i'm much more of a pc gamer i always have been and then it popped up in the steam sale for i think 15 quid or 13 quid or something because i'd already got the previous two witcher games so i think it ended up in 15 quid so i thought oh, well, i'll just buy it on pc as well <laughs> And then traded the game, the, the Xbox game back in. Um, so I'm much happier on mouse and keyboard now. And uh, I'm playing through it on that. But yeah, definitely a recommendation for that. It's it's absolutely superb and deserves all the plaudits it's been getting. It's really good. So, yeah, so if you want
2: awesome. to lose your evenings for the next so many months, oh, yeah. then it's definitely a good way to do that. Yeah.
0: if you if you're if you're married or in any form of relationship, probably don't buy it because <laughs> you might not be by the time you finish. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a fantastic game. Really really good. Um so there's that, and uh, one other thing I wanted to point it out on the on the website at the moment, we've got a competition running only until Saturday uh, because it's to do with the premiere for Star Trek Beyond. So it closes on the. Uh, 9th of july which is this coming saturday you can win two premiere tickets and a big goodie bag of star trek branded stuff um if you want to go onto the website and enter that you can enter via the website the facebook or via twitter uh, or all three if you want so um uh, yeah but it, it will close this saturday saturday 9th of july so you need to kind of get in there fast and that's, that's all for the sort of introductory things. Shall we move on to some TV and film news? Why not? First bit of TV and film news this week was the, the big thing that dropped yesterday uh, in that Chris Evans has walked away from Top Gear um, having made all sorts of remarks about how it was doing brilliantly and and how it was all great and it was all wonderful and uh, then on Twitter last night posted stepping down from Top Gear gave it my best shot but sometimes that's not enough the team beyond brilliant I wish them all the best um, the News are saying that the show is going to continue. They're not going to replace him. Matt LeBlanc will become the main host. Uh, Rory Reed and Chris Harris will probably have their roles upped. Sabine Schmidt and Eddie Jordan are probably still going to be involved somehow. But... um, it's, it's looking like uh, Matt, Rory and Chris Harris are going to be the, the main kind of three hosts by the sound of it. Uh, I don't know whether you, do you watch Top Gear? I don't know whether you've seen any of the new version of it.
2: I am the wrong person to ask about Top Gear. because I, <laughs> <laughs> I I never really liked it at all. It right. all seems to become controversy and politics and, yes. and things like that. And I just kind of stopped watching it a very, very long time ago. It's interesting to see how they're trying to revive it and, and do these things with it. But yeah, I have not watched any of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the new, the new version, um, was kind of interesting. Um, it it wasn't working. The, the studio stuff in particular, more than anything else, the studio stuff really didn't work. Uh, It was very, very forced. And if we believe a lot of the rumors, uh, Matt LeBlanc and Chris Evans didn't get on particularly well. The interesting thing was how well Matt did, out of it, really more so than Chris. There, there was an interesting thing today that I saw. Of a, it was a graph of um, Chris's airtime on the show, Ooh. and it had gone from being like forty nine minutes in the first episode to about seventeen minutes in the last episode. <laughs> they'd sort of chopped him out and replaced him with kind of more Matt and more of Rory and more of Chris Harris sort of throughout the series. Um, so he'd been very much sidelined, I think by the end of it.
2: A lot of these things are about the chemistry between the different hosts and the friendship and relationships between them. And I guess like a dysfunctional relationship, they just started to sort of distance themselves from each other and then finally admit that maybe it wasn't working and one of them needed to move out flat.
0: Yeah, that, that seems to have been the case. Um, and, I think that was the biggest surprise, though, was that people really liked Matt LeBlanc on that show. It it seemed to work really well. And he he did a really good job, and he's into his cars, and it worked really well. I I think people just find Chris Evans a bit annoying, and and that's the biggest problem, you know? Uh,
2: Matt Matt LeBlanc's always seemed like just a really chilled, cool dude that you'd like to go to the pub with, and I guess that's exactly what you need on a show like that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the case. Interestingly, it's gone from being three idiots messing around in cars, which was what it had sort of become towards the end of, of the run with the uh, three original guys.
2: Yeah. Blowing up like caravans and all sorts of ridiculous things.
0: Yeah. uh, Which, you know, is all fine and fun, but, um, and, 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 you know, I will watch Grand Tour when that comes out on Amazon, but it, it, it's kind of gone back now to being a bit more of a car show. And sort of less about the three guys, you know, or less about the presenters. It's far more about the cars, which I think it had stepped away from. So I, I'm quite looking forward to it it coming back again. I, I I think I I think this season didn't work, but I think give them one more shot at it with now they've discovered what doesn't work to to try and kind of stitch something together that will. So um and I think it is the best thing that Chris Evans could have done having walked away from it because that, clearly that was part of the problem. So, you know, uh, they're, but they, they're saying it's coming back next year. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, next up, we have some uh, DC TV news, which I'm sure is closer to being on your wavelength. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's, there was a ton of stuff, because there was, um, in New York this week, Heroes and Villain, Villains Fan Fest, uh, was, which is a big fan convention, uh, happened in New York. So there was a few bits of news came out from that. Steve Mammill said that Flashpoint will affect Arrow and the other DC shows um, coming up. Now, f- we've talked about this before, but Flashpoint is... The aftermath of of what happened at the in the series finale of Flash, where Barry goes back in time to save his mother, um, and that will have altered the reality of the sort of present. So, uh, we were saying a few weeks ago, will that affect affect the other shows? And Stephen Amell has confirmed the it is is going to affect the other shows. So, Flash will air first, then Arrow, then Legends, and then Supergirl. I, I, do you know the Flashpoint storyline particularly? I, I don't know how yeah. much of a... Yeah, okay. Yeah, this so- is
2: this far more in my area, and I've been <laughs> really, really happy to see exactly how much stuff they have thrown at Flash and Arrow and Legends and things. They are taking massive, important, pivotal plot lines and they are throwing them in there, not afraid to shake things up, change things, kill off characters, bring characters back. I'm going to be interested to see who has come back after the Flashpoint. Yeah. Because... They're, they must be looking for a way to bring back Black Canary in Arrow. I, I did wonder that. That that would seem. They've already teased it when they brought over the alternate version in Flash from the one of the other universes from Earth, Earth yeah. two or three. Yeah,
0: that that to me seems extremely likely because that it, it was such a odd thing to do to kill off Black Canary in the last season and it does make me wonder if part of the reason they did that was because they knew they were going to have flashpoint happen and they could bring her back this it season It just
2: seems likely if they're gonna keep i mean they obviously have deviated quite far from the comic books and yeah. they've all done things but if if they're going to bring her back it would make sense because she should be going out with the arrow in the yeah. that is the relationship as it always has been and we've spent a lot of the series so far kind of watching it go but when a they're going to get back together because yeah. that's kind of how things are supposed to be in the same way we have with the flash. It's sort of every love interest, you know, is going to be temporary because we know who he will eventually get with. Yeah. And having killed her off that that's kind of shocked a lot of people because well, there, yeah, there must be a way to bring her back again. And I did suspect they were going to do it with, with the F2 version. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they just sort of locked her up and left her. And it's like, uh, are you sure? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yes, the, the, um, Arrow and uh, um, Black Canary relationship brings us very neatly on to the Elicity relationship, um, which there has been various stories flying around this week as well. There was a story that came out and said that you would see Oliver and Felicity get back together. But that was kind of taken out by a, a rabid... Alicia shipper fan that posted on Twitter about them getting back together because she was at FanFest and she tweeted that yeah you know David Ramsey says that they're getting back together what he actually said was seemed to have been a bit of a joke and you know he was basically saying we'll see them get together and then break up again a thousand times and that wasn't taken by that fan as a joke it was taken as oh that means they're getting back together a bit so, of
2: wishful thinking on their part perhaps
0: yeah whereas Stephen Amell has said that they won't be together this year and they will not have a romantic relationship and Felicity will have a new boyfriend uh, he then went on to say, "I think it's important to remember that relationships on the show don't have to be only defined by romance. Oliver and Felicity could have a wonderful, fulfilling dynamic relationship and not be together." Right? To which he was booed quite loudly. I <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know what what are your. I mean, I'm assuming your feelings on this are are you need Felicity out of the way because if you're looking for Arrow and um, Black Canary to get together she kind of needs to be sidelined.
2: It just seems inevitable their get-together and anything else is kind of a meandering tangent that you know is going to go wrong again. So you're just watching people be set up for failure. I mean, I am mostly hoping that they're going to move away from the romances. Yes. So much of the show seems to be focusing on, on the romances and it's just like, okay, he has now slept with every single female character <laughs> to the point where they're bringing in more female characters for him to have relationships with. <laughs> When, yes. he, when he went and met Shadow's twin, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to start dating Shadow's twin for that like one tiny like flashback episode. I was just like, this is just inevitable because he clearly cannot yes. stay away from the ladies. Um, yeah. And it's become, I think, somewhat got to the point now where it's overshadowing a lot of the content of the series is there's just too many relationships and too many of the drama elements are yeah. starting to supersede everything else. And I'm hoping they'll step back from that. Yeah. And like strip the thing back down to sort of a smaller team and the core members and get, get it back on track a little bit because I know that a lot of people I've been speaking to have been dropping off watching Arrow and carrying on just with Flash Yeah, because they had felt that it would become too much of a romantic drama and not enough of a comic book TV series. And and I can see where they're coming from there. I've still been watching it um, partly because people like Damien Dark, I've forgotten the actor's name temporarily, but he's an amazing actor yeah. and, you know, he, when he was in uh, Desperate Housewives, I watched Desperate Housewives and that's totally not in my area. <laughs> but He's just such a good actor that he can draw me into anything. So he's pulled me through that series. Yeah. And yeah. I need the next series to be less about the romance and more about the core group and more about actually fighting crime again. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's, that's just essential if they want to keep going with the momentum they've had so far because they've taken this series really, really far. A lot of shows don't last as many series as...
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm completely with you on that. I I'm kind of getting a bit sick of it being a kind of will they won't they thing between Oliver and Felicity and I'm uh, that you know and it, it turns into a bit of the Felicity show at times which bugs yeah. me. You know, it's not called Felicity, it's called Arrow and and,
2: and I love her, but yeah. By I, doing that in a romantic sense they've really kind of just wasting that character because she is a very strong, awesome hacker, yeah, and that 's what she needs to be, trying to turn her into sort of a second rate oracle, which they even joke about in the series themselves, yes. yeah, just seems to be a waste of her after they 've created somebody that great
0: yeah i yeah I, that's i'm very much the same i i don't I don 't particularly want to see Felicity out of the show i I would quite be quite happy for her to still be there. I just that whole relationship thing needs to go away somehow, you know, yeah. it um, weakened
2: her character. She became someone's girlfriend at all times. Cause she was going out with the atom as well. And yeah. she just became someone's girlfriend and she's a much better character than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. You never know. Flashpoint might sort that out as well. Um, hopefully
2: hopefully they'll use it to iron out all of the kinks it's it's a great opportunity for them to just like with a sledgehammer take out anything (laughs) that wasn't working with their show and be completely justified in doing it as harshly as they want
0: yeah the other thing with with flashpoint is um whether it will officially be used to fold supergirl into the same universe because the only time we, I mean, we've had that Supergirl flash crossover, but technically I think Supergirl was set on Earth 3, I think was the, the idea, um, because they have that conversation about whether you know, she, he's kind of reeling off superheroes and she's going, nope, nope, never heard of them, and he's never heard of Superman or Supergirl. So uh, I, I do wonder whether Flashpoint will be used as, an, as a way of, of kind of folding that all in into one. So they're all in one cohesive universe now.
2: I think that would be the, the best way of doing it. Anything else would just be adding a, something extra sort of pointless plot device when they've already yeah. got something perfectly good that they can use to do that. Yeah. Supergo, I I dipped in and out of, I utterly hated it for quite a lot of the time because it seemed <laughs> like it was even more aimed at 12 year old girls than Smallville had been. <laughs> <laughs> but the flash Supergo episode was amazing. Yeah. As that bit when he rushes in with the ice cream, I was just in <laughs> stitches. It was so good and it proved that the cast and the people in in Supergo could be a great show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I there are a few little issues I I have with Supergirl, I mean I have been watching it. I don't think it's as strong as as the others. Um uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that changes now it's shifted from CBS to CW whether that alters things in some way we know it's going to have a certain amount of cast changes because clarissa flockart isn't going to be on set 24 7 anymore because she doesn't want to move for the entire season to to go up and shoot in vancouver because they've moved the shooting to vancouver so we know there are going to be some changes coming up in terms of cast but it it's whether that alters the writing as well i don't know We'll we'll have to wait and see A couple of other bits of news was uh, Cisco is making a new mask for Diggle slash Spartan on Arrow. Fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love Cisco, so anything involving Cisco is is great. I mean, he is a character that I did not expect to love as much as I do. But if they made an entire show about him, I would totally watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm sort of with you on that. Um, it's it's interesting actually what you were saying about the Supergirl episode. It just we've said this before, but it goes to prove you. Grant Gustin added to anything makes it better. So, <laughs> professional wrestler wrestler Cody Rhodes, aka Stardust, will be appearing on Arrow in season five. No news on who he's been playing um this has come about because Stephen Amell and um Cody Rhodes had this kind of online Twitter spat thing um kind of jokingly thing joking sort of thing that ended up with them getting in the wrestling ring together I, I I think Stephen Amell actually won the bout as well but uh he's now quit the WWE and he's looking to get to be an actor and he went and did the audition apparently and and got the part so i i don't know what he's playing but uh he's going to be hearing on arrow apparently
2: i think that will be great and yeah. they can make so many in jokes to the real life things that have gone on yeah that it's just going to add an extra dimension of humor
0: yes yeah i that that should be good fun and uh i i suspect he's, he'll only be there for like a guest episode or something but even so always nice to have new people the first episode of Supergirl will be called imaginatively The Adventures of Supergirl um they're pushing I, the boat out there. Yeah, yeah. I I I wonder if they're going to make that a kind of reintroduction to the show because it's on a new network.
2: They're going to have a lot of people that are just starting to watch from that episode. So I would expect it to be a post-flashpoint almost reboot but not quite. Yeah,
0: possibly. Um, so I'm so I'm not sure how that's again with that coming into its second season there are things in that show which could do with being kind of reorganized slightly so that a flashpoint is not necessarily a bad thing for that uh David Harwood tw- was the person that tweeted that out he plays uh John Jones Martian Manhunter on the show so that's also confirming that he's going to be back Macy Richardson's Seller. Oh, Macy Richardson Sellers, sorry, is cast as the new vixen on Legends. She's probably best known for playing Rebecca Michelson slash Eva Sinclair in the originals. That's not the blonde Rebecca Michelson. That's the other Rebecca Michelson that the, the blonde became when she was trapped somewhere at the, and got shoved into a different body. It gets very confusing, that show. <laughs> but uh, the character is called Amaya Dewey. Um, she's grandmother of Maria McCabe who was played by Megalyn Etuarki on Arrow. Amaya's powers are derived from the mystical Tanu Totem which allows her to magically as- access the ability of animals. So um, so yes, new fiction on Legends basically. So yes, the reason that they're, they're doing that is because Megalyn Echikawooe is tied up on a play or on a film, I think, at the time. So they wanted to put Vixen into Legends, couldn't do it, so they've decided to go and get Vix get the, the grandmother who was also Vixen and to use that character instead. That's basically the point.
2: There, it makes a- sense to use their sort of time traveling abilities to sort of doctor who about the place and grab different versions of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good idea. Um, you know, quite a, kind of handy if you've got a time travel thing going mm-hmm. on. Th- lot's th- convenient. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> that That's going to be the intriguing thing is, is how Flashpoint affects legends because you've, you know that they're, they're both kind of time traveling events so I, I i'm wondering whether will that directly affect legends will they know that there's been something weird going on with the timeline maybe
2: it's quite likely that as they are traveling a lot in the time stream that they will be unaffected although everything around them will be so yeah. i think there's a high chance that we're going to have those characters when they're finished legend of tomorrow and around the place are going to go back to their respective worlds and times and find things and not as they remember them.
0: Yeah, so uh, that that's going to be interesting. I'm wondering how that's going to be pulled off. And the whole thing is, is kind of intriguing because are they assuming that everybody watches every show? In which case, are they not too concerned if you haven't seen Arrow and you're watching Flash or if you cuz there, there may be people that watch Arrow that haven't watched Flash or watch Supergirl that haven't watched Flash maybe so yeah, are, are they are they going to be going what the hell's going on or i don't know
2: it's it- going to be quite a fine line that they're going to have to balance cuz most people are watching more than one and i don't think anyone watching Legends isn't watching the others some people watching Supergirl definitely won't be watching anything else because it's a different network which is probably broadcast at different times and different places yeah so i think that's going to be the one where they need to do a lot of tying in and that's probably why they did the flash crossover episode to try and introduce those other things and try and draw people over and sort of encourage that sort of cross pollination of knowledge and things There, it's going to be, it's going to be quite good and fun. I mean, all the shows do work independently at the moment and I'm assuming they're going to keep that going. They're just going to have to probably add a little thing on the beginning, you know, maybe a bit of a text in a sort of a (laughs) star Wars style going, by the way, everything's changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see how it runs. And Supergirl is, despite the fact that he's airing on Monday in the U S they're actually not airing it the first monday to make flash the first thing that comes back which sort of makes sense so that's why you're getting flash arrow legends and then supergirl so Supergirl actually technically starts a week later than everything else and i think the reason for doing that is obviously because they want to be able to put the flashpoint stuff in first before they get to the supergirl episode so that sort of makes sense but um there's one more bit of casting news as well which is tom felton who most of you will know as Draco Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, is joining Flash as a CSI in Central City Police Department called Julian Dawn, who suspects Barry may be rather more friendly and mild-mannered than the lab geek he appears to be. Interesting bit of casting.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's obviously going to find out who he is because, you know, there's nothing Barry likes more than running around telling everyone who he is. (laughs) True. (laughs) He is the least sort of secret, secret identity that possibly I've ever seen.
1: Yeah.
2: um, So I I have no doubt that... uh, that Draco will uh, seek him out and figure things out within about three episodes. But it'll be interesting to see what new dynamic that is, because that's someone who doesn't necessarily have an invested interest in keeping his secret or helping him. We don't know what what his motivation is going to be.
0: No, and and that character, Julian Dawn, as far as we're aware, hasn't popped up anywhere before. So it's not an alter ego for anybody in the current DC universe, as far as I'm aware whether he will morph into somebody else as as tends to do on that show uh and they and, want uh, to
2: keep us guessing with some of these things yeah yeah they, they have very very specifically consciously made sure we are kept guessing on certain fronts
0: yeah I, as the thing with sort of barry's dad and the guy in the mask which that always, that was that last season where every so often they drop in the kind of guy in the mask that was locked in zoom's kind of cellar <laughs> and you kind of went past him and then they've never really referenced it
2: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door
0: It was like, who's that guy? And then they kind of forgot about it and went off and did something else. And then three episodes later, you get, who's that guy in the mask again?
2: Maybe we should rescue him. He didn't look too happy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. It's bizarre. So yes, that was kind of fascinating. But um, yeah, no, I I do love that show. I mean, out of of all of those DC shows, I think Flash is by far the strongest, I would say.
2: I'm surprised that it became that way for me as well. Originally, I didn't think that Flash would ever compete with Arrow. Yeah. there's something about Flash, the interpersonal relationships. It is just so fun. Yeah. And that fun, even when the episodes aren't as good, the fun and just the playfulness of it and the humor of it pulls you through. Whereas if Arrow episodes start to drag a bit, it's just the drama and the seriousness of it that kind of keeps that one going. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it has meant that slowly, that Flash has sort of won me over as being the one I want to watch most, with Arrow being secondary.
0: Yeah, I I think it it's the cast, the writing, and I, it is the fact that that Grant Gustin and that little team actually of of you know um, Barry and Cisco and Caitlin and you know that 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 little group are so well written and it's a bit like Buffy the
2: so Vampire Slayer. style. Yes. You yes. know, the interaction between those people is so human and so funny and so relatable yeah. that you'd happily go and be friends with all of those people. Yeah. I, and I think that that's what draws people in and that's what keeps people in through even the bits that, that may lag a little bit while they're figuring things out. There's just always something great in every episode.
0: Yeah yeah i i just i think they're they so well written that relationship it's so good so um yeah i'm looking forward to all those coming back there they should all turn up i would think they'll be running very close to the us so they will turn up at some point in the autumn um but i we don't know exactly when whether they'll leave a bit of a gap or what so uh but yeah they, they'll be back on sky in the autumn at some point so look forward to them returning um over on Netflix there is a a new old show coming as they've announced that they're rebooting the 60s TV show which might have even been 50s TV show uh, lost in space for those of you who are too young to to know of lost in space uh, it was about it was basically a, a family that are stranded on a planet after their spaceship crashes uh, and it was about the interpersonal relationships between kind of all those different people I don't know. Are you were you aware of the original TV show Um, or or the the Matt LeBlanc movie that was made in the nineties?
2: Yeah, I think my main reference is going to be that it can't possibly be worse than the movie, (laughs) Uh, which bits of it were fun. Bits of it were fun, but it really the movie didn't need to exist. And my worry is that the same thing could be said of this TV show. It's one of those things where it's a it's a very iconic tv show most people associate it with their childhoods and it didn't necessarily age that well as a tv show so it's going to have to kind of be so different that maybe they've just bought the premise for the name but i I will have to see i don't know enough about this to make a a real a real proper sort of informed judgment on it
0: no i mean i'm sort of interested in you know if they do take the premise of it's basically a a family that ends up stranded on a planet uh says find themselves battling strange alien environments and their own personal demons, if you made it quite a lot darker because obviously the original show was not dark at all but very of its time yeah, very of its time um if you made it a, you know much more modern and much more dark original take on 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 it 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 could be quite good potentially i think
2: well the premise is quite loose so it's yeah where they're going to take it and i think at the moment we just don't know enough
0: no and the fact that the the thing that i like about it is the fact that it's netflix doing it and netflix very rarely put a foot wrong when it comes to making original shows you know even a bad netflix original show is genuinely all
2: right So, so I I mean, it could be like V because when they said they were going to remake V, I was horrified. And then I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, not enough of you did. (laughs) Um, It's made two seasons, didn't it? I think.
2: yeah i just wish they'd been given three episodes to tie it all up yeah because the 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 sort of end of that second series you just sat there going ah (laughs) i'm never gonna find out what happened
0: yeah it was infuriating it just
2: took a little bit too long to kind of kick off with the second season they lost too many viewers sort of near the middle
0: yeah it it is a it is a shame with that it was a good show that i did enjoy it so yeah i i don't know i'm I'm hopeful for this because I think it could be very interesting because I don't think they're going to go down the sort of campy route of the original. I think you could make a very interesting, much darker version of Lost in Space that, that could work really well. So we'll see um, where they go with that. But uh, I, I think, 2018 they were talking about for that so we've got a while to wait before that gets anywhere but uh yeah they are doing it so so there's that and uh, final bit of news for this week true blood the musical is coming
2: <laughs> yeah that, that doesn't really need too much comment that just that exists does it um this is sort of like the same way i felt when they said sailor moon the musical was coming and then they made five broadway shows of it um I'm sure people that like True Bud will absolutely love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I make no other comment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. It's been written, uh, directed by Pam McKinnon, who is a Tony Award winning Broadway director. The cast includes somebody called Ellen Foley, who was on Night Court in the US, Uh, Claiborne Elder, who... He's a Broadway star and um, Anne Harada, who is from Avenue Q. Music has been written by Nate Barr, who we've interviewed before on, on the show. Actually, he's a really lovely guy who has a very weird collection of instruments made out of some very odd like bones and stuff like that, uh, which is why he was quite appropriate for True Blood. Um, but he's a very lovely guy, but he's he's apparently writing the music for it as well, um, having written all the music for the TV show living dead girl author elizabeth scott is writing the book and the lyrics and alan ball who was the person responsible for creating the tv show is apparently ge- keeping a sort of an overall eye on the stage version so yeah it's in early development at the moment we don't know how soon it's likely to get out uh, if it gets out at all it's just a case of watch this space but if it does i'm imagining it will end up on broadway and if it does work there it will probably tour internationally but yes Seems you can make a musical out of anything, or at least try. <laughs> Did you know there was a SpongeBob SquarePants musical, apparently? This
2: this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it saddens me slightly, but it doesn't surprise me.
0: I know. It's, yes. I, apparently you can make a musical out of it. I'm, I'm, I know they've done Batman stage shows, but I am waiting for a Batman the musical. I'm I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. They made Spider-Man, for goodness sake. So... <laughs>
2: Yeah, that went well. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh,
1: um,
0: yeah. Ev- every week they seem to uh, they seem to drop something heavy on one of the cast. Unfortunately, so yes, that's all the news for this week. Uh, next up, we have an interview.
1: Bye, 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 bye.
0: The interview this week is with uh, somebody we've spoken to before, actually. It's the composer, Matt Quayle. He's the guy who is responsible for writing all the music for American Ho- Horror Story Hotel, uh, American Horror Story Freak Show, Screen Queens, People Virtues OJ Simpson, he wrote the music for, and um, Mr. Robot, which is he's coming back for a second season very, very soon. The first season as well, you can pick up on the Universal channel this month, um, and it's a brilliant, brilliant show, so well worth going to to uh seek out it totally worth watching so we talked to mac about all these different shows uh, about the upcoming season of mr robot uh, about how it was working on american crime story versus working on american horror so here's the interview with mac i hope you enjoy this i will see you afterwards with some air dates hi mac how are you yeah i'm doing okay i was a little little, little busy but <laughs> yeah i think we last spoke about 12 months ago i think was the last time we talked yeah uh, um, yeah so um yeah you you were just starting a few different shows then how's the last 12 months been what what have you been up to i mean it was it's
3: been, it's been pretty pretty crazy um Because, yeah, like all of this started with with American Horror Story um, back at the sort of the near the end of of 2014. And then when you and I spoke um, a year ago, I was starting on Mr. Robot. Yeah. And Scream Queens. Mm. And then um, uh, the People vs. O.J. Simpson started up a couple months after that. And then horror story came back. So (laughs) all of a sudden I was like, you know, one show and then I was doing four (laughs) and for, for a lot of that three of them were going at once.
0: Oh my God. So,
3: so, um, there was actually one week where officially all four were going. Um, and then one, then one finished. So, um,
0: And you (laughs) didn't, you didn't sleep.
3: (laughs) It was a pretty, it was pretty intense. Um, And then, you know, on top of all of it, um we were we were getting ready to have a, another baby. Oh
0: my so, god. So so it's uh, good the lack of sleep is probably good practice then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um yeah, you're you're based you're based up in LA. Um how, how are things with the comp- topanga composer Gento? Is everything going all right up there? Well, um
3: you know, I got to I got to see if I can get special permission to continue being a member (laughs) right because um the other thing that we've done is we've just moved
0: ah okay
3: so um because having a second baby wasn't enough we also needed to move (laughs) and um so we're now in laurel canyon (laughs) okay yeah canyon hopping yeah nice um, but I know the Gento is still going strong. Uh, hopefully, they'll allow me in as a visitor. Uh, one of these future mm-hmm. meetings.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're. they uh, I've. I've been talking recently with with a few different guys who who aren't actually based up there. They're amazingly there are composers in other parts of California as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's
3: not all Justin Topanga.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um. You've also just. I'm assuming this is the answer. to This is probably no. But you've just come out of pilot season did you get roped into any pilots this year
3: you know um it was the first year uh, you know i guess because of these other shows i would worked on that i got offered a lot okay and um i didn't i didn't take any of them
0: <laughs> yeah well that's and, understandable
3: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was mostly scheduling mostly yeah. because um i had planned sort of a hiatus when the, when the baby was coming. And there's also, you know, there there were some decent scripts, but there was nothing that was really, really jumping out at me. And I've I've been fortunate to work on these product uh, projects that I consider to be like really special and unusual. Yeah. And, um, so I kind of, I don't really feel like I want to take just like another show yeah you know I just want I want something you know I want the next Mr. Robot
0: (laughs) well that'd be nice yeah (laughs) Um, yeah I mean you've done amazingly well with with the shows I mean obviously three of them are uh, Ryan Murphy shows um all of them have actually aired over here which is is quite rare these days uh and mr robots actually just got picked up on on network as well as running on amazon prime over here it's going to go out on the universal channel um over here so so you'll get more viewers that way as well but an american crime story over here got picked up by the bbc which is incredibly rare because they don't buy anything um like they don't buy us imports anymore because it's it's seen as as not a good way to spend the license fee, so <laughs> so yeah, I mean you've you've been covered. That you know a lot of your shows have been covered really well, and uh, American Horror Story goes out on Fox, and Scream Queens get went out on E4. So you know they're they're all airing uh over over this side which is good oh that's good to know yeah i mean if we talk a bit about mr robot because as i say last time we spoke um you'd only just started i think you would probably done the pilot at the time um and that was it that sounds um, about right and that's a really interesting soundtrack because unlike a lot of a lot of the soundtracks you get for for shows that's entirely digitally done and and actually, you know, has a digital sound to it. Um, do, you, do you want to talk a bit about the, the process of, of why you went down that route?
3: Well, I mean, it really all comes from the collaboration with Sam Esmail, the creator. Yeah. And um, so, you know, our very first conversations were about the, um, you know, that led us to this place where the score should be, should be very electronic. If not, if not completely electronic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um so yeah, that was that was pretty much the idea from the beginning. And um and as I started writing that's that's those were the parameters we, we did allow um kind of one real instrument which was a sort of a processed piano and then the rest were were just all like synthesizers and samplers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very interesting soundtrack, um, very dark, uh, sort of paranoid, tense kind of feel to it. Yeah, almost almost schizophrenic, which is somewhat appropriate if you've seen the first season um, of, of of the show. It's a really really nice, interesting soundtrack one of the really nice little points in it is that there's a, there's the first time Elliot has that realization about Mr. Robot and the music starts to go a bit strange and starts sort of glitching. Yeah. Which I think is a fantastic. he's looking section. in the
3: mirror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that was, that was a fun scene to do get like really the music started to get really crazy at that point
0: it's a really kind of interesting blend of of the soundtrack you also um because it, it's out it's out digitally i think now over here i'm not sure whether we're getting physical cd releases but um you can get it digitally appropriately uh i was noticing on the track listings as well you had a lot of fun naming the tracks by the looks of things
3: we went with um this naming convention that was that they used for the episodes ah uh, okay so- so the episodes were done in a way that made them look like a, a, fu- a computer file name. Yeah. And then with a little bit of a hacker, some some vowels replaced with numbers. Yeah. Uh, and then video file extensions. Yeah. Of, I, I believe every episode had a different video format. A file extension yeah and so we went with that same sort of thing with the with the with the, the tracks on the cd or, the, or on the digital release
0: yeah it's it's really interesting kind of looking you know, because you i was looking for for some of the music online so i could i could listen through to some of the tracks again and you get these file name things come up you're like is is that a download is that, that sort of playing somewhere because it looks like a genuine like hacky kind of file name for something
3: it is, it is, you know, it does slightly obscure the name, <laughs> yeah. um, but I thought it was fun and Sam was really into it. Um, we, we did get some, some pushback from the record label and, um, You know, that that it was going to it was going to muck up the works in the system. Right. Um, I mean, apparently there's, you know, iTunes has rules for naming and this breaks a number of them. (laughs) Um, But but they had allowed it for the TV episodes. Okay. so that was that was our evidence. Okay. they allow it for here yeah so let's let's try to go for it and <laughs> I mean so far the world hasn 't ended so i 'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping these sort of slightly unconventional titles will, will will not harm anyone
0: yeah so what was most of that written on? was it mainly kind of all done through keyboard and synths and that sort of stuff
3: it is yeah i I use logic. okay and yeah it's all almost completely virtual instruments
0: wow yeah that's i mean it's a great sounding soundtrack and um oh yeah one one question did your child actually help with any of the writing of that (laughs) this is related to a video you posted on facebook (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, she she does uh, give me inspiration. She gives she gives me a a motivation, you know, to to get up every day and work hard. And um occasionally she she comes in the studio and and funks around on the keyboard.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed that. It was very cute. <laughs> um if we move on to to uh, American crime story. Um how how did you go about approaching that cuz that I mean, you know, a very very different Type of show, and I mean, it's even different different to the, um, to, you know, to obviously American Horror and and Screen Queens. How is that in terms of uh, coming up for the sound Well, um,
3: you know, once again, it it begins with a conversation, you know, with Ryan Murphy and his team about about where the music, you know, how it might sound, and yeah. um, you know, out of that conversation, it was that it it should it should sound modern. Um, not overtly electronic, yeah. but also not completely organic, sort of like a hybrid in between the two where maybe you couldn't tell w- what some sounds, whether they were, whether they were electronic or organic. And, you know, our initial approach was, was kind of in the, in the way, you know, I, that I've worked with them on horror story and scream Queens where, you know, the music takes a very, you know, it it has a front seat. Yeah, um, it's it's very dramatic. It, it's uh, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it pushes the story along and does all these all these things. And and so we, we went down that path at first and discovered that it wasn't really what it needed. Yeah, that it really needed something more subtle, um, less music, uh, more uh, quieter, just sort of to be there to help a little bit, um, but let the actors and the story do most of the work. Um, cause there's such great performances yes. in that, in that show. And I mean, the story of course is, is, uh, a, a classic and, <laughs> and the script is great. And so it like, it, it just didn't need, it didn't need a whole lot of music really pushing it along. Um, there's, you know, there's a few spots, certainly, where the music does a bigger role, but mostly it just kind of stayed out of the way and, and just gave a little bed for for everybody else to do their thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, as you say, it's such a good show, and you know, incredible acting in it, and that sort of makes sense um, to to kind of pare it back. They used quite a lot of. Um, um, pop music tracks and stuff in that I seem to remember as well because there is a soundtrack there somebody's kind of put a soundtrack album of it on uh on Spotify but it's sort of made up of the various songs that, <laughs> that were throughout the thing right like, so yeah um there's no actual official soundtrack um for that out is that I don't think
3: there, there's not and there hasn't been any of the Ryan Murphy shows so we're we're working on that. There's not any confirmation yet, but um, ah, I'm hoping okay. that we could we could get them all released.
0: Yeah, that would be good. That that would be good. Um, you worked on uh, American Horror Story, Freak Show, and Hotel. Was Hotel the last one? I yes. Get lost now. Yeah, Hotel was the last one. So um, how did Hotel sort of differ to the the previous one? Because obviously that's an anthology show, so things change sort of every season um what were the sort of major differences between the two
3: i mean as far as the story goes you know freak show took place in like 1952 yeah whereas hotel is uh you know current present day right yeah uh los angeles and um so right there that that gave us a a completely different time period to to try and create a musical universe for yeah um the initial conversations on that were, were that um a totally electronic score would would be what it needed okay and so that those were the parameters i started with on that show and also like none of the sounds i had used on freak show were to be used
0: oh, so right. it would be something
3: completely yeah. completely new yeah and um and i i this is the first time I'd done that, you know. I mean, the first time I'd gone and done another season of Horror Story and a new, a whole new world to create, and I, I found that I really enjoyed it. Creating yeah. this new, this new sound for this show with the same actors the same team behind it, but like a very different feel, a very different story.
0: Yeah. I mean, that must be a very yeah. interesting series to work on, given how much it changes from, from one season to the next.
3: Without a doubt. Yeah, I know. It's, it was really nice. It kept it, kept it very fresh. I mean, it was like working on just a totally different show.
0: Are you, Um, are you, I mean, I'm assuming there's another series of that coming.
3: They have, um, they have announced.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Um,
3: this is a season six.
0: Okay, uh so I'm assuming are you working on that as well? Yes, cuz I I know they have switched people before. So, uh but uh and what about American Crime? Is do you know any more about that yet?
3: Um I mean, I only know really what's been re- you know written in the trades. Right, okay. Which, which is that um it's supposed to be dealing with uh Katrina, the hurricane? Right, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I can only guess maybe something to do about the the government's response yeah um but i i don't yeah i, I don't know anything else <laughs> so i don't i don't think we'll be seeing oj in that one <laughs> no um so what are you working on at the moment then well i've just started season two of mr robot
0: ah okay yeah um so that, i've
3: been working on the last yeah. last few weeks
0: is that is, are you down to one show at the moment then uh one one show right now yeah good that must make life a lot easier
3: <laughs> uh yeah, it's definitely uh definitely easier than three <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how how's um is the sound altering much is the- is the uh, it for the uh second season of that or um it, is it are you are you kind of pulling things over from the first season or is it kind of a Is there any major changes coming for that? I mean, I can't, I can't say too much about it. Yeah, no, of course. Um,
3: You know, the attention that the show has gotten after season one, um, this, this year is very different as far as everything's classified, you know, very tight lockdown security on the information. Um, what Sam has said in the, in the press yeah, I think I think applies to the music too. I mean, you know, we have the same characters and some new ones, and the uh, the characters are developing, and and I believe the music will as well. So, it'll there'll be some something familiar but um there'll also be something new about it
0: yeah yeah i am a huge fan of that show so i'm i'm really looking forward to, to get it, getting it uh, back i i also love the fact that the the hacking that they portray in the show isn't somebody mashing away a keyboard they actually did some work and getting that right as well that has been uh
3: said many times yes that, um this is a most accurate portrayal of hacking out of hollywood yet
0: yes i think that's probably very true um if we move on to some more kind of general questions have you got a a favorite piece of music that you've written for any particular series i mean i know i know it's difficult because all music's kind of like your children but
3: (laughs) well um you know i'm i'm particularly fond for if if i think about the ryan murphy shows um you know both uh, seasons of american horror story i wrote what turned out to be sort of a main theme that was used throughout the season. Right. And I'm pretty pleased with both of those there in, in freak show. It was a piece of music that we, we first really hear when Elsa meets the the twins right. in the hospital. Yeah. And um, it, it, it ended up defining a lot of the sound for the rest of the season. And I was quite fond of that. Um, in hotel, there was another piece that um, I, I guess really ended up being sort of the th- the theme for the hotel itself. Right. Um, and it had this mixture of electronica and then something, some old violin that was off, recorded off of a record <laughs> right. or something. And um, so I was quite fond of that as well. You know, Scream Queens... Um, there was a, there was a cue I had written in episode one, which ended up getting turned into this song for the main titles. Oh, wow. And I, yeah, it was quite, this, the song was called you belong to me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a mixture between, I don't know, soundtrack and, and, and pop song.
0: Okay, Cool.
3: So I was quite, quite fond of that one.
0: Did you have involvement in, in turning that from, from the soundtrack into the pop song? Yes. Oh, cool. That's yes, good.
3: Yes, I, I did. I had written the cue and then it was time to do this, um, you know, write something for the, for the main titles. And, and I thought that that would, would nicely uh, turn into something for this. And uh, I got a, a couple of collaborators on the lyrics and melody. And, and then we had, our, we had our little song.
0: Nice, nice. You, of course, that's, that's not your first foray into, into writing, uh, into doing that sort of music, because you have worked with an awful lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, Billboard artists over the years as well.
3: I, I have done a lot, you know, working with songs and production and remixing, um, definitely.
0: Yeah. Is that your the first time you've kind of uh, created sort of lyrics and stuff? Were you kind of involved in that side or we did you sort of hand that off to a lyricist?
3: Well, I'm, uh, yeah i'm i have i guess i'm not much of a lyricist yeah um i'm not bad at helping right with the lyrics yeah so i i'm i can sit there in the room with the with someone who's uh, you know more suited for writing the lyrics and i can i can add words here and there yes and help and help solve puzzles
0: yeah. Yeah. A good sounding um, board by the sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that, but I guess, uh, you know, I wrote some lyrics really early on in my career and I haven't done a whole lot since. So I think maybe, maybe that's not my, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, in general, I think, um, being a songwriter hasn't been my strong point up, up until this, Yeah, you know, pretty much throughout my career. Um, and I like to think of, what i've been up to lately with the scoring like that's that suits me better yeah like the the dialogue and what what's happening on screen like that those are the lyrics yeah and then i'm and then the song is the the music of the song is what i'm what i'm scoring yeah so that that sort of works for me better than than just writing a song i think
0: yeah yeah no that makes sense um, since we're on the subject of kind of, um, uh, pop music and that sort of stuff, do you have, um, any musical recommendations? Are there any people that you listen to, uh, when, when you're not working? You know, I, I don't, I don't listen that
3: much. I'm in the studio so many hours of the day. Yeah. Um, listening to music outside of that won't be the top of my list. Um, you know, I will hear about something someone will say oh you've got to check out this score to yeah this film or that show and i'll i'll listen to that occasionally yeah um and then sort of my go-to general listening of music is this internet radio station okay um that's called secret agent
0: oh i'm aware of that yeah that's a great one
3: <laughs> yeah it's part of the soma fm group yeah and um, it was a lot of stations. It probably got like 25 stations or something. Yeah. And this one, I've been listening to it for, I mean, it has to have been 15 years now. Yeah. And yeah, it just has a wonderful mix of spy music. Yeah. From the 60s and groovy lounge music and electronica and some film score stuff. And yeah. I mean, it's just a really nice really nice mix. So I, I'll have that on in the background if I'm, if I'm listening to something random.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have listened to that station when I, I, uh, I work from home now, but when I used to work in an office, we'd occasionally have that on just as background music. It was, it's great. It's really good. <laughs>
3: it, it works good for parties too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm it's sure good,
3: it's good at party music for, you know, some mellow party.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are you doing next? Is it, is it just more Mr. Robot and then, and, and then when American, the American crime, American horror and the other, and, uh, uh scream Queens start up again, you're back on those. Well,
3: I believe American horror, I'm going to get started on some early ideas for that. Right. Relatively soon. So that'll be the next thing. Right. Um, I'm not sure yet about the other shows. Right. I'm not sure about scream Queens when that's going to happen. Okay. I'm guessing it'll be at some point in the summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: so probably, you know, probably early August or something, but I haven't, I haven't gotten a schedule.
0: Yeah. Um, and: A couple of last questions. Are there any TV shows you're watching at the moment? Do you have any particular favorites?: There's just a
3: handful now, because I haven't had time yeah, to indulge my, my TV watching, but um, I'm a big fan of the Americans. Yes, great show. great show. Um Homeland. That would another great show, yes. And um I think Game of Thrones is still in there. Yeah. I have I've been watching we we watched it from the beginning. I'm finding I'm I'm less enthusiastic somehow. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. Sort of How's dragging it? on and I'm like it's so much work trying to keep track of everyone. Yeah. But um but it's it's certainly you know got some amazing stuff in it and Ramin has done you know consistently an amazing job with score so
0: yeah so, yeah,
3: yeah we're, we're hanging in there
0: yeah no it, it is really this i think last season dragged a bit this season i think has has really been knocking it out of the park a lot more um it's been much it's picked up a lot more ironically now they're not using the books as background i right. think that's given them a bit more freedom but um but yeah
3: um yeah and there's so many other shows that i want to watch yeah um and i just haven't been able to to get to them so at hopefully at some point i'll have i'll have some time to to enjoy you know all these other shows that i hear are so great
0: yeah yeah that would be good um one final question with no disrespect to whoever composed the music on it if you could score any tv show or film past present or future what would you is there any one that you'd like to get your hands on um
3: well i mean can i just uh, pick a hypothetical one yeah i mean which is that uh i would love to score a really interesting adult science fiction film oh cool yeah i'm a big fan of science fiction and i i like things with really interesting ideas i'm not i'm not so crazy about these like teen sci-fi films that have been all the rage yes but um yeah something very adult and something with where they would allow me to step out of the normal hollywood score that you get for big studio films like that's kind of my dream
0: oh that that does sound like awesome that that will be uh that will be a really interesting um place to go i think um awesome well we've been on half an hour so i shall let you get back to your incredibly busy day uh and uh i hope everything goes well with mr robot i'm really looking forward to seeing it and um and american crime and and american horror and screen queens as well uh So, uh, but it's been really good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on.
3: Yeah, thanks so much. It's a pleasure again speaking with you.
0: No, no problem. Um, I will hopefully talk to you in probably another 12 months. (laughs) All right. Have a great day. Cheers. And you, bye. Okay, bye. So that was the interview with Matt Quayle. Hope you enjoyed that. Here are some AirDate updates. (laughs) First bit of Airdate information, uh, we've got a couple of renewals. 12 Monkeys has been renewed for a third season. Have, Have you been watching that?
2: I started watching it. It just sort of dropped off my radar. I... It's really something I should like and would like and need to give another go. I'm pleased to see it's got renewed because it's something that needs quite a a long breadth of episodes to to tell its story. So I'm going to give that one another go, especially now I know it's continuing.
0: Yeah, it's it's a show that, um, you know, there are certain shows which are completely impenetrable to outsiders. Like fringe, fringe got a bit like that. If you tried to jump in halfway through, you would never understand what on earth's going on. Twelve monkeys is exactly the same. You you kind of you might want to go back to the beginning if you dropped out and just run through the whole thing and binge watch everything, because it it's it completely got to a point now where if you tried to drop in halfway through an episode, you'd have absolutely no idea what's going on. But it, it's I'm quite enjoying it. It's running season two. I think we're halfway through season two or coming to the end of season two on uh, Sci-Fi at the moment. So uh, yes, I'm quite glad though that that's returning back. It looks quite good. Preacher, they've renewed for a second season as well. We were talking about that earlier. Are You happy to see that come back?
2: I. Really, really want it to do well because everyone involved is clearly so talented. Yeah. So I will push through the, the, the couple of episodes I need to push through and hopefully it will indeed speed up and hopefully season two will really kick off and will really move things forward as well. And I think that season two is going to, is really going to determine whether or not this is a long standing thing or not. Yeah. Yeah. They're clearly finding their feet with season one. <laughs> and hopefully they will have learned some lessons from season one and will learn what people want to see. Um, hopefully it will get a bit darker as well. Yeah.
0: Less long panning camera shots.
2: <laughs> yes. They're beautiful, but we only need one per episode to get the gist.
0: Yes. Very true. Changes coming up. As you mentioned earlier on. uh, Crazy X Girlfriend is now on Netflix, so you can go watch all of the first season of that on Netflix from right now. Amazon have also been picking up new shows. Roadies, which is a comedy drama about the roadies behind the scenes of an arena-level rock band, that's now on Amazon Prime as of yesterday, Uh, so so that's I think that's going out in the US as well, so I think that comes on weekly. So you've got that coming up. We've now got an air date for Containment, which is... Julie Pleck show, which only ran for one season, but that's coming to E4 on the 13th of July at 9pm. That, that's odd, that show, because it's a very kind of real world thing and it ended up on the CW channel and it's not a CW show.
2: It got lost somewhere.
0: Yeah, I, I it sort of took a strange turn. I it, CW should never have picked that up. It was, you know, it might have survived on something else, but um, anyway... Secret Agent coming to BBC One on the seventeenth of July at nine PM. That stars the brilliant Toby Jones, and it's about terrorism, extremists, and Russians. Apparently, Uh, so it's a new period drama set in the eighteen eighty six. Suits season six comes to Dave on the seventeenth of July at ten PM. Uh, You've watched Suits? I don't know whether that's.
2: I love suits, however, I'm not quite sure what they can possibly do with the plot anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, like they, They've just, the characters are, are pulling it through now because it has got quite preposterous.
0: Yes, yeah, it has. Although, I mean, they've Mike's finally in jail. Yeah, where in where he clearly should
2: be. Yeah,
0: where, where he really, really <laughs> should be. much as we though. love him, he really, really should be. <laughs> but there is a trailer up. This is not spoilers because there's a trailer up for it. So, yeah, Mike starts off this season in jail. The company is being sued because of the fact that every case he touched is now can be turned upside down we know there are some cash changes potentially coming because gina torres is coming to the end of a contract the guy that plays mike is he's popped up on the end of legends as well as our man if you remember correctly
2: yeah it's there's This some... must be the last season of it they can there's there's no more people to sort of put in jail or double you know stab in the back and and they're just yeah, they, they they must just be running out of plot now. It's been brilliant. It's been a great yeah. ride, but yeah. there just isn't anything more to do.
0: Yeah, I I'm sort of with you. I I'd, I'd rather it didn't outstay its welcome. I much as I I love the show as well. It's fantastic. You know, I I just I, yeah, I'm sort of with you on on. Hopefully, it'll go out on a high and not kind of limp on afterwards. Um, yeah, which
2: is kind of what White Collar did. White Collar were like, right, we've won out of pot now. Let's have an amazing crescendo ending to this yes. and then just call it done. And I much rather have that rather than things kind of drag and drag and sort of slowly. Like, you know, something's been injured kind of crawling down the side of the road. You sort of feel sorry for it <laughs> in the end. So I'm hoping this will be an absolutely amazing season. And then they will just put a big finish on it for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Uh, but yeah, 17th of July at 10 p.m. That comes. That's I think that's only running a week behind the U.S. as well, or a couple of weeks behind the U.S. So that's fairly close. More stuff coming from the U.S. The Late Late Show with James Corden is coming to sky on demand and now tv from the 19th of july and that is going to be airing literally the day after you'll be able to get the entire episode the day after seeing as most of the interesting bits of the late late show seem to end up on youtube i'm not sure exactly what kind of viewing this is going to get and it's interesting they've shoved it straight onto demand as well rather than actually giving it a, a tv air date but could be worth watching i guess <laughs> Ballers season two then as today he's coming to sky atlantic on the 26th of july at 9 p.m so that's the rock back the show about retired sportsman uh tyrant season three coming on the first of august I, that's a show that looked great and i, I just haven't got round to watching it i don't know i might go I might see if i can go and see that the executioner
2: (laughs) (laughs) nicely done there (laughs) Uh,
0: which comes from uh, Sons of Anarchy creator Kurt Sutter this was his take on sort of British history it was about a Welsh revolution um, or Welsh rebellion against the British in the 13th century it seemed like a very odd thing to go for after doing a thing about a California motorbike gang and then going to do that Um, so yeah it's it's that's arriving on the 2nd of august for at uh, 10 p.m on the history channel there's only one season of that so that will be a lot but it could be worth watching because Sutter does write some great stuff uh, and with the, did you see any of Sons of anarchy and whether that was
2: I, i'm aware of it but i haven't really sort of sat down and watched any episodes properly it
0: it is well worth watching it's a really really good cheer series that Wolf Creek, which uh, is not a show that I was ever aware of, but it's coming to Fox UK on the 30th of August at 10pm. It's apparently based off a feature film that was also called Wolf Creek. Uh, Stars 12-year-old American tourist targeted by a crazed serial killer, survives the attack, and then embarks on a mission of revenge. So, yeah. (laughs) Don't know any more about
2: it than that. (laughs) Could be really, really interesting.
0: Yes, could be. It's an Australian drama, and we don't get that many Australian Shows up here, apart from what's the Went with Prison one, I guess, is an Australian drama, but there's not that many of them. So, could be good if you like your sort of horror thriller things. Once Upon a Time season six should be back on Netflix on the 26th of September.
2: I, and now I started off watching it for the story, and now I mostly watch it for the costuming. <laughs> It's become so much in each episode. They just throw so much information at you in each episode now. And I'm mostly distracted by just how beautiful the set pieces and the, and the costuming and things are. And I've got cosplayer friends who absolutely immaculately recreate the costumes (laughs) and it's very, very beautiful, but yeah, it is mostly just about the costumes for me now. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Well,
0: if, if you're into cosplay, I can entirely see that. Yeah. Cotters get rich, which is a new show. It's a new British comedy about a boy geek who develops an app that makes his family rich. Uh, stars James Vanderbeek. Randomly, uh, it, it's coming to
2: As you do. yeah.
0: <laughs> it plays the sort of American that that buys the app and makes them makes the this little kind of urban British urban family millions. It comes to Sky One in uh, the autumn. Also announced this week, Lethal Weapon the tv series is coming to itv at some point in the autumn
2: uh it just these things like the kind of the rush hour tv series and the legal weapon tv series i'm just not sure they need to exist and I sound very pessimistic a lot during this but <laughs> no, no I'm, 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 you're I'm, allowed I'm not to. convinced that. Yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not convinced but it it could equally be very, very entertaining, but I see it as something that could be very entertaining, put it on while you're eating, throw away tea. Yeah, I, well, I Whereas mean, I tend to be drawn to things like your person of interest, which are very, very engaging, multi-layered sort of things which we're following the plot on. It could be good fun though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sort of with you on that. I, I, the news that came out of the LA screenings, which is the, the big screening thing they do where people go and buy this stuff internationally – the Lethal Weapon series had a really, really good reaction from people, um, which is, and it's been very hotly contended. Uh, there were a lot of people that apparently wanted to buy it. This is the first thing that ITV have bought since the Americans. It's the first US import that they bought for the main channel um, that they are planning to run in primetime as well. So it's a big gamble for them. I'm not entirely convinced it's the right show to do it with.
2: But, uh, That's very expensive, two words they've just bought there.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... I I don't know I, I it's it's so difficult to judge because the rush hour TV show was quite bad I thought <laughs> that, um, that's a very polite phrasing <laughs> I um, so yeah I, I I I don't know with this it's it's very difficult to tell because it could be the same but I will have to reserve judgment because I've not really seen any of it so. So yes, those are the changes for this week. Next week on TV, you've got 192 which is the um it's, it's the French Canadian police drama set in montreal that's coming to spike on the 6th of july at 11 p.m angie tribeca season two coming on the 7th of july at 9 30 i really struggled with that show i kind of watched the first episode of it i was like oh it's police squad (laughs) it's Um, police squad but not quite yeah but not quite
2: and, and not quite as funny and
0: doesn't sort of work as well but
2: no, even the trailers for that one hurt my head yeah
0: so um Yeah, but if you like that sort of thing, uh, season two coming to E4 at 9.30 on the 7th of July. Justified, the sixth and final season comes to spike on the 7th of July at 11pm. I think this is the first time it's actually had an air date, like a broadcast air date, because they were on Sky and Demand previously, so this is its first linear broadcast. White Collar season five, which has been passed around the networks just at such a ridiculous level. It was on Living, then Alibi, and then it was on iTunes and Netflix, and now Universal are running it. So, um, yeah, uh, Universal Channel, 11th of July at 8pm, that's coming. And uh, Mum Season 3B arrives on at the 12th of July at 9pm. And that's everything for this week. Uh, Unless you've got anything else you'd you'd like to add?
2: Um, No, I think the only other thing I'm really looking forward to is was just more of Banshee. If you've been following that, oh yes, yes, that that's one I absolutely cannot wait for. Because although on paper, if I looked at the plot, I would never have watched it. Yeah, it's utterly incredible. It became one of my favourite TV shows, and the person that showed me that I'm just forever in their debt because it is so well done. And I think that's almost what I want Creature to be is is Banshee. Yeah no i can see because they listen to things because the characters that were just bit part characters in the first season that everyone really jumped on board and loved have got written in as much more main characters in the later ones
0: yeah yeah
2: and i think that's the that's the biggest thing i'm looking forward to at the moment
0: yeah so i mean that that's been a really good show i'm i am looking forward to that coming back i don't think it's due anytime soon but uh yes i'm looking forward to that so that's everything for this week if you want to find any news or air dates throughout the week you can come to geektown.co.uk, uh,
2: you can find you at what was your, uh, what's your YouTube channel again? It's Trista Bytes, spelt like Computer bite. And that's on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and everywhere else I can possibly find time to be. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh,
0: if you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. You can find us at Geektown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown or on Instagram at Geektown UK. We'll see you again next week. That's everything. Bye-bye. Bye.